slavery to sonship. Last week we talked about um, salvation to sonship, right? So we talked about salvation and what that means to be saved. Um, A lot of people have different perceptions of what it is. It's actually really simple. We receive salvation. We don't earn it. It's not based on our efforts. Some people don't like that because a lot of people want society to be all Christian and based on the way we behave. There's a big movement of that going on in the world. If you look at any Christian stuff online, a lot of it's going like um, great stuff, but it's focused on one aspect. It's not focused on the Holy Spirit and what God's wanting to do right now. It's talking about an old way of we used to do culture. Um, And God's got something way more exciting and more free and more amazing to do with us. And that's what we truly believe. So anyway, slavery to sonship. It's going to be quick today. I'm going to start with this um, from a fee, uh, sorry, from Galatians. It's real hard because I, I read this, I put this passage in, and Galatians is so small. It's such a small letter from Paul, but it's just meaty, you know? It's like a briar, you know? It's all meaty, and it's dripping, and it's full of nutrition, and it's full of sustenance, it's one of those things, you can read any aspect of Galatians. If you don't like reading and you don't think you can read the Bible, I would recommend going to Galatians and just, just read Galatians. It'll take you, might take you less than an hour. might take you half an hour to get through it, depends on how quick you read it. You can read that and you can understand so much of the Father's heart for us and, and, our, and what it is to be a believer. You can actually just read that and actually understand so much. So I just encourage you, if you don't, if you struggle with the Bible, because I know sometimes reading is hard, reading is tough. It can also, sometimes it's the translation you're reading. You're trying to read a language you can't understand. Maybe change the translation, it's all right. Some people go, don't change the translation. But God speaks to all of us in a different way. He understands how we speak and he understands how we think. Sometimes the translation, it doesn't make sense to us because we're trying to read a translation that we don't speak like that. And we don't hear the Father that way. The Father speaks to us in a way we understand. So I'm not worried about translations. I'm worried about that. I'm not worried about any of that stuff. I'm excited for you to discover the heart of God in something like Galatians. So anyway, but when this but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son. Amen. Born of a woman, born under the law. He was under the law. He had to obey the law. To redeem those under the law. What? Redeem. <gasps> redeem us? But we we thought we were perfectly good under the law. That we might receive adoption to sonship. That is an exciting phrase. We're going to be talking about that a lot. Adoption to sonship. If you're adopted, let's say the king, who is Jesus, adopts you. You're his son or daughter. By the way, I'm going to say sonship a lot. I'm sorry, women in the house, if you get triggered by that, it's just, it's not my fault. It's in the Bible. Um, it's one of those weird things like men have to get used to being a bride. And so it's, you know, so it's, <laughs> so um, if you understand, yeah, yeah. There's some people like, oh. so adoption to sonship. Sonship, what does that mean? We're coming into that later on. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Yeah? The spirit who calls our Abba Father, an affectionate term, which was heresy in those days. God was Lord. He was this to be feared and to be um, and feared in the 
in the term feared, like scared and, like a re- and revered in such a way that you how dare you affectionately call him Abba Father. Abba was an affectionate term. It's like daddy. This is us talking about right now. How cool is this? This is good. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. It's just more and more, isn't it? We're a son. Now we have an inheritance as an heir. We are heirs to a throne. We have inherited an authority. He's given us this world. Totally given us this world. God has made you, uh, formerly, when you did not know God, this is good, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God's. But now that you know God, it's important, relationship, you know God. Some of us going, I don't know God. I don't know God. Don't worry. He's going to get to know you. You're going to get to know him today. Uh, or rather, are known by God. That's important. It's regardless of whether you think you know him. He knows you. It's important. How is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? So what people were doing in those days, they were going back to law. Because slavery is more comfortable. It's sometimes easier when someone just goes, these are the rules, just obey the rules. You know, the people of Israel did that. They said, they were invited up to the top of the mountain. They said, no, 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 no. You just go and get the rules and come back and let me know. Let us know what all the rules are going to be that we have to abide by. We will be sweet as once you give us those rules. But once we got the rules, we don't need God anymore. We don't need relationship because I got rules, right? Why do I need God? I've got these laws. So people were always, and this is what he was coming to do, he's coming to correct a lot of people that were going into law again. Or they were, in fact, in Galatians, they actually saw the Jewish people and they go, well, they are the people of God. We need to be more like them. So it was, you can understand why they did that in those days, because they weren't people of God. They didn't understand who God was. They became Christian. They became believers in, in Jesus. And they go, and they're going about their day as Jesus. And a couple of them will be like, oh, I notice the Jewish keep doing all these rituals. And these, they keep honoring certain days, and they keep honoring certain things. Well, we, we're, we're of God. We should be doing those things. So you can see how, it, you know, we're not beating up those people for doing those things. But you can see how we do that, too. You know, we start putting things in our lives that God's going, that wasn't my idea. You're doing that because you, you think you're doing that, right? Um, so it's freedom in that. There's also freedom in this, go- in this gospel. Um, so do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You're observing special days and months and seasons and years. I, feel, I fear for you that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. And it goes on. Pretty good? Amen. So what, what, this is just a snippet. It's really funny. I, went go, I go back. I'm just going to read it again. I'll go back and pull my Bible out and I'll read this um, passage. And, I'll, and I won't find it because I'll be distracted by a verse two or three before it. And I'll start reading there. And I'm so excited about that verse because I think that's the verse that this bit's in because I want to just reread it again. And then I realize I've just been reading for like 10 minutes and I've just been going right through because I can't stop reading because there's so much goodness in just in Galatians. I get so excited by Galatians. Um, there's certain aspects of Paul's writing that is so just so powerful. It might just be a season I'm in. I don't know. Could be cool. Pretty cool. So this is what we're talking about today. We are no longer slaves. Good news. We're no longer slaves. So when, 
when um, when the, the the people of Israel were brought were set free from Egypt, if you know, there's the story of that um, Exodus, and we they got called out of Egypt, and then they were wandering in the wilderness for a while, but they were free. But then people started getting upset, and they started going, "I'd rather be back as a slave. At least we knew where we stood." At least we got our meal. We got a meal a day. And we knew what was going on, even though they were being led by God Himself. They could see the cloud. They were being led by the Spirit of God. They could see the cloud. They knew that. That's how much. That's how easy it is for our faith to go back and start going. No, I'm actually going to go back to some of the slavery because it's comfortable. Because we've lived so much of our lives in slavery, and slavery is these things: sin and bondage. It's one of the things we talk about a lot in the world of Christianity. Um, I'm actually going to focus on some different aspects of that that you might be surprised by. And then we talked about the law. That was always in those days. Bondage is something that holds you. If you think about things like government bonds, I was reading about them. It means the word bondage. It means holding you to something. You're basically being like attached to something heavy that you can't escape from. That's what bondage is. Performance-driven Christianity. That's what we're going to be looking at today, which is going to be quite, um, could be quite fun for us because we might see a little bit of ourselves in some of these things. And I'm talking about me too, right? Can't help ourselves sometimes. We get so excited and uh, off we go and we start thinking we need to perform to have the love of the Father. Um, so we're going, to, we're going to shake off all of that stuff today. I'm excited, amen? And along those lines of spiritual perfectionism. Oh, spiritual perfection. I'm just going to be the perfect, perfect believer. So let's bust some of that stuff. So I've got two of these screens, right? I'll go, in fact, I'll go right to the end. There's one, there's another. They look the same because they're the same type, but there's one, there's another. It's only two. That's all we're going to be looking at, and we're just going to go through and talk about some of these things, and maybe some of these things might be you or someone you know, and that's cool. It's, when we were talking last week about maturity and character, the character and the maturity, it's the cup. We want to grow that cup, so we want to make that cup really, really strong. So on the left, we've got slavery, and we're, it's an earned salvation, or it's an earned relationship with God. And on the right, we have received. Sonship is received. If you didn't already know that, we're not, if you look at all the religions of the world, all the beliefs of the world, all the, all the methods of spiritual stuff in the world, are all works-based. If I behave this way, I'll get this. Yeah, if I, if I do all these good things, good things will happen to me, you know? It's, this is the mentality, or if I, there's some real random rules in some of these religions, um, and then people have tried to wrap Christian, uh, like the Christianity up into a religion that has been based on that, a, a performance-based faith, uh, or um, belief, sorry. So on the left, we have performance identity. So your identity is wrapped up in performance, a lot of people in that case. And on the right-hand side, we have the father's, you are the father's son. So you're no longer based on, this is the basics here, you know, it's no longer based on, on the right-hand side for what you're doing. So on the left, I'm doing stuff. On the right, I'm just his son. You cannot unsun yourself. You cannot unsun yourself unless you deny him. If you deny him, that's not good. We receive him. So when we receive him, do you want to receive all of him? Or just a, just a little bit, like an app on your phone. We want to receive all of him, yeah? If 
you don't want to receive all of them, maybe you don't trust them enough. We, that, that's just built with a relationship. On the left, you've got orphan. This is really important. An orphan spirit. And on the right, you've got accepted. I belong to my father. I mean, oh, I've got those wrong. Sorry, that should be adopted. Orphan and adopted. As an orphan spirit, we're alone. We're by ourselves. There's no one there to save me. It's all up to me. I'm going to have to be the, the everything. No one loves me. I'm not lovable. Whatever orphan spirit there is. You might even have an orphan spirit. Um, the people here based on the relationship with your father or with your mother or you might feel abandoned and you might think that the father is like that. But I'm here to tell you he's not like that. But you need to make, you need to find that out from him. You need to find out, hey, what do you think of me? Who am I? We need to know who the father thinks we are. Because we have a bunch of people that are saying we're Christians. I'm a Christian. Oh, cool. And then they have a vision of that. But what does the father think of you? Now, how many, if you said to a Christian, what does the Father think of you? Most of the people will just be like, didn't know that was an option, that you could know, that you could have an idea of what he, that, what he thinks of you. And then we've got the next one, rejected. When you're a slave, you feel rejected. On the right-hand side, you're accepted. I've got that, so that was one of them. They didn't match up. That was me. Accepted. I belong to my Father. If you belong to your Father, you belong to the creator of the universe. And he absolutely loves you. He loves you so much. He, he, his son died for you. He's, he went through trauma and went through all sorts of things. And still, that's how much, that's an effort, that all the effort that he went through so that you could have a relationship with him because he wants the relationship. He doesn't want the relationship because you're such a good, well-behaved person. He wants it because you're loved. So if, I'm just trying to help us have a foundation of pure love and acceptance of the Father. If you can get a revelation of that today, that's success, 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 success on a many, 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 many levels because it's from that that all the, the, the amazing, powerful part that we're talking about of sonship, of being a kingdom person, of being having an influence on this world by bringing and pulling the kingdom down into this place, by letting it grow inside us. So that's what I'm trying to establish here. We're trying to establish a, a ground level. I am loved. What would it feel like to go about your day, normal day, go to a coffee shop, go hang out, do your study, go to work, if you started the day knowing that you are a loved, beloved child of God? Not because of what you've done or not because of how good you are, but because of you're my son, you're my daughter. Oh, but I did some stuff wrong today. So, you're still my son. You're still my daughter. It doesn't throw you out for it. It's not, you know, that's what I'm trying to get across here. Self-effort, oh, earn approval, uh, uh, earn approval already approved. Earn approval already approved. Oh, I'm going to go on the worship team and I'm going to work my butt off with the worship team and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also be on the coffee team and I'm going to be on the crash and I'm going to be on the whatever other meetings I can sign up for and I'm going to go out and do some ministry and I'm going to do some evangelism and I'm going to do some healing and God's going God's to love me. And when I turn up in heaven, I'm, he's going to say, why do you deserve to come to heaven? And you're going to go, well, did you see me on the worship team? And did you see all the things I did for you? And he's going, well, isn't that based on you? I already love you. It's a, it's, 
It's the story of the prodigal um, son. Everyone knows the prodigal son story. This part I'm talking about is the brother who was toiling the fields. This is what we're talking about. He thought he had to do all that stuff for the love of his father. And his father said to him when he said, but I've done all these things, Lord. His father, done all these things, father. And he's like, didn't you know this is all yours? This is already yours. He just didn't have the mindset. He didn't have the receiving of, of, actual, of his inheritance. It's a cool part of that story. This story is such a good story, right? There's so much wrapped up in the love of the father in that story. It's got the wrong title. It's not the story of the prodigal son. It's actually the story of the love of the father. So um, self-effort, uh, self right? We just talked a little bit about that. A son is led by the Holy Spirit. We co-labor with the Holy Spirit. We still do stuff, but it's based on what the Holy Spirit's helping us to do. And if you can't hear the Holy Spirit, maybe you shouldn't do anything. You know? Why not? What we're trying to establish here, Nikita and I, we want to establish a, 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 um, a church, a family that has, comes from rest. We come from, we don't want people to feel obliged to do stuff. You know, like, oh, I should probably do. I should probably serve on the welcoming thing on the door or, you know, that's just, blah, come on, you know, I'd rather you came and sat here and just received and weren't serving. What you'll find is when the Father's heart starts growing in you and you start hearing from the kingdom, he'll be like, you could be a good barista, maybe, maybe, it's up to, don't feel obliged. Let him tell you. Ask him. Do you want me to do some stuff here? Maybe you're thinking about doing some ministry in the in church. Maybe I should do some. Well, I'll seek seek the Lord. You know, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Repent. Look into His eyes and just say, "Hey, Jesus, do you want me to do this?" Let Him be involved in your decisions. You know. So, um, live for love on the left. Live from right. Isn't that cool? Who wants to live from love? Yeah. What would that feel like to live from love your whole day? Live from the abundance that's pouring out and coming out of inside of you. The Holy Spirit's burbling away. You're hearing from the Father about cool stuff. You're talking about cool stuff. Sometimes I have days where, um, this is not all the time, it's very special, but sometimes I have days where everything in my body starts tingling, and it feels like, you know, that sparkly dust when you drop the dust and it sparkles? feels like it's in my legs and in my arms, and I'm just lying there. I might be driving the car. I remember driving the car. We're going to the West Coast, and as we're driving, I just felt like, oh, I said to Nikita, I think the Holy Spirit's just, like, I feel it's like just making me want to feel good. And it was, And I was like, so what does this mean? Oh, Lord, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? And he just goes, shut up. Just enjoy. Can you just receive for a moment? He doesn't do that all the time. Sometimes he wants to receive. Sometimes he doesn't. So, is the aircon definitely on? Sweet. Maybe just crank it a little bit. I've got a shirt on, but I'm all still hot. Defined by roles on the left. We are defined. So our, our, our identity can come from, well, I'm the leader of this thing in the church. Or I'm a big deal at work. And... It's cool to be proud of stuff. It's, it's okay. It's okay to be proud of stuff. We're not against that. We love it that you're proud of those things as well. God's proud of you. 
But on the right-hand side, it's an extension of sonship, an extension of sonship. It comes out of sonship that we are good at things. It comes out of that, right? On the left, if you're in slavery, you're going to try and protect your image. But on the right, you're going to protect your integrity. Integrity is like the characters, the maturity we're talking about. We want to grow our integrity. In fact, just realize it then. So when I was, um, this wasn't planned, and, the, and talking and apologizing at the beginning wasn't a plan. But that's an integrity thing, right? Integrity doesn't mean that you're special and anyone better than anyone else. It just means you're integral. You're, you're coming into an alignment with what God says about you. It's all we're doing. And how many times we step out of that all day long? Man, all the time. But he just asks, can we just come back? Even if it's for a moment, come back into integrity, into alignment. All right. How are we doing? We're doing good? Anyone getting any light bulbs? Anyone getting any little, oh, that might be, that's awesome. Awesome. Bit of self-reflection maybe, and maybe the Holy Spirit's just bringing some stuff up saying, because we can all be better. Like, I don't want anyone here to be going, this is how do I word this? If you're sitting there going, oh, this will be good for them. I'm glad they're getting this message. <laughs> it's about time they got this message. Um, even if you are the most prayerful, connected, God's still got more for you. Um, and so I'm not condemning. I'm just saying, can you ask God for more? Can you allow him to fill you more, to make, to help you grow more? So on the, le- in, on the left here, I like this one. Work on the left is pressure. It's in slavery, it's pressure. Oh, I've got to get that thing done. Oh, I've got to get a word done for Sunday. Oh, man. I still haven't even started it. I've got to get onto that thing. I'm just giving examples of stuff. On the right hand, work is adventure. When you're a son... And you have, it comes from inside. When you get this idea of an inspired word of God, when you get this ministry idea, when you get the idea to build something, to paint something, to write something, to help someone, it's exciting and it's adventurous. And adventure means it's a little bit scary and it's a little bit exciting. It's a combination of two. It's it's salty and sweet at the same time. Sweet and sour, that's what I'm trying to say. It's kind of sweet and sour, isn't it? It's got a bit of both. Because it can't just be all just like, oh, easy, perfect, brilliant, successful, brilliant, nailed it, next thing. It's not going to be like that, okay? It's going to be a bit scary. Otherwise, God wouldn't pull you into it. Because if you go to a place that's ex- exciting but also scary, who do you need? Yes. You need to have faith. Apathy. Apathy. There's a bit of apathy. And Nelson. We noticed it. We came from Greymouth back to here. We felt in Greymouth, what I mean by apathy is just like a, God is good, sweet. And it's kind of like, eh, it's awesome, cool. There's not really a, um, a hunger for him. And a what? A passion. There's not a passion for him. There's not a burning for him because life's good. And, that's, and, and so we see people in persecution and we're like, oh, that's what we need. We need some persecution because then you really need him. But that's not cool. So, and I said to God this morning, because <laughs> it's all about apathy, it's like, well, how, how do we, we're not going to create persecution just so we can have a better need for you. And he said, vision. What you need is a vision. And it, you need a godly vision. You need a vision that's so scary that you need me. Isn't that good? 
Who wants a vision that's so scary that you need him? Yeah? And he's looking for people. Remember I said that last week. He's looking for people that are willing to do that. YWAMers, you guys, you are already in that category. So don't think that you're not in that category. <laughs> Am I right, guys? YWAMers have gone, you know what? YWAMers are going, I am going to put my whole life on hold for you. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give away all my finances and I'm going to rely on you. That's YWAMers, ladies and gentlemen, right in our house. And they come here every week. This is amazing. We, we get blessed because they, you guys come here. It's absolutely amazing. You carry a spirit of faith wherever you guys go and you're about to go on another one. But that is a, yeah, that is a, that is a powerful place to come from. Anyway, I got off track because I was getting around the place. Spirit of apathy. Apathy. So that's where it's just like, ah, I should be right. I'm good. God's blessing me because he does, because I know I'm a son. But ask for a vision if you want, if you want more of him because you're going to need more of him. Cool. Because if you don't need him, you don't, you know, if it ain't broke, why fix it? So we need more of him. Anyway, off that subject. Unworthy on the left for slavery, but you're grateful as a son. Left striving. In slavery, slavery, we strive for things. We push for things. We, oh, we need to do this. We need to do that. And we push, 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 push. Ambitious. Being ambitious is fine. Absolutely awesome. God loves ambition because he's got stuff that needs doing. He needs to do things in the kingdom. On the right-hand side, rest. Coming from a place of rest. And in the Bible, what does it say to strive for? Rest. It says to strive for rest. To strive for for rest. It's the only thing it says to strive for in our new, under the new uh, covenant. Couldn't think of the word. That's, that's exciting. Strive for rest. It's a good thing to, and rest is not taking the day off. Rest is allowing yourself, I think I'll just tell you the image one more time because I think people like uh, images. I think of Jesus, I think of falling, putting your arms out like that and falling back into Jesus. That's rest. You know, you get in a problem, and you're like, I don't know how to get out of this. Man, this conversation just went crazy, and I'm stuck in this conversation with this person, and it's going, it's, it's, this is starting to, the wheels are coming off, and we're going to a place that's dark. You know, you're arguing or whatever's going on, and I just imagine falling back, or well, not all the time, but I, I try to imagine falling back into Jesus like he's, a, like he's a big, soft, spongy bed when you're a kid, and you fall back into that, and you just go into this big, soft bed. But as I also told you, my parents' bed wasn't soft. <laughs> had rolled together and had cardboard underneath it but anyway but I just still loved it as a kid I still love that feeling of falling backwards you know and just being like Phew. and I just fall back into Jesus and then solutions come up it's amazing the spirit changes the atmosphere changes because I fall back out of rest not expecting anything but just fall back and go you know what I'm your son it's all yours mate it's all yours it's all yours Jesus you've got it from here take the wheel so he do that he'll do that for you he loves you that much on the left-hand side of a slavery, you twist things to fit your theology. You twist things to fit what you think is right. You twist things. You, can, you know what I mean? Like we do, there's a lot of that in Christianity. People will take a verse and they'll pull it out of context and they'll twist it and they'll go, you need to behave and ba-da. You know? On the right-hand side, you see the truth. You start seeing the truth when you relax and you fall back into him. You start seeing the love of God. You see how much he loves you. And you see a totally new light to it. And it makes you love him more when you start seeing and getting revelations of that sort of stuff. 
On the left, when you're in slavery, you're self-obsessed. You're so obsessed with yourself. On the right-hand side, you become family-focused. Not just your own family, people you love, people in your church, people that you get around, your ministry. Your ministry is the people that you meet every day. Those people, for you guys, whenever you're meeting people every day, right? You guys are traveling, and so you'll be gone, doing other cool stuff. When you're meeting new people, you're, you're, wherever you go is a ministry, because you carry the heart of Jesus. And so um, and, and there's, you can have a reverence about that, but um, it's a joy. It's a, you don't have to say much, because it's just an experience. Wherever you travel, they'll, they'll feel that. You know, they're getting a taste of God. You don't have to say clever stuff. You don't have to say the perfect thing that's going to get 10, 20 salvations that night in the hostel that you're staying at. You know, it can just be you just taking Jesus wherever you go. And so they'll recognize that flavor. They'll taste Jesus wherever, and they'll go, I've tasted this taste before, and I like it. You know, it's a flavor that you're going to carry. Um, what are you up to? Loves the law and performance. We've talked about that. And on the right-hand side, loves grace. Loves the grace of God. On the last one there, leads by control. On the right-hand side, leads by empowerment. So slavery, we want to control things because of fear. We're in fear when we have slavery. Uh, and on the right-hand side, we lead by empowerment. So you can still go back to slavery. So in Exodus, they went back. They wanted to go back to slavery, and they were free to do that. We all have that choice because we have free will. I'm just saying today, let's, let's choose sonship. I am a child of God. We're going to choose to go into what he wants us to do, what he has for us, and to try and learn how to rest, to rest in him. And what does that mean? You're going to start seeing things differently when you understand this. When you get a revelation for the love of God and for being a son or being a daughter, when you get a revelation for that, all of a sudden miracles are possible. We talked about this as a house of miracles. We believe for a house of miracles and we started seeing healing. It's a perception change. You're going to start reading the Bible different. You're going to see things that you never saw before. You're going to see lines that you've read before, and they're going to pop out at you and have a totally different like, flavor to them because you understand who he is. Remember I talked about the revelation. Revelation is when, when the sea pulls back, it shows all the shells and the, and the gems and the jewels. We were talking about that earlier, about the gems and the jewels that are already there. Revelation, revelation is revealing. It's pulling back and revealing who you are, who God created you to be, was to be a son. He, wa- he were always a son. You just have to accept it. That's all we have to do. Because we come to church and we go, right, I need to figure out what I need to do this week. I need to figure out what God wants me to do. What does he want you to do? Just believe. Just rest. Do you know how good I am? Do you know how much I love you? And the other thing I just said, I was, I'm going to pray for us right now, um, and then actually I'll, I'll put that back up on the screen. Um, actually, I'll read through this first, and I just want, just what we talked about, I'm going to go through here again. I'm just going to read it right through. I won't stop. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, amen, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, come on, that we might receive adoption to sonship, because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. That's our spirit. So, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, 
or rather that are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You're observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. Come on. Heavenly Father, you are such a good Father. You've done so much for us, Lord. Even though we thought we, we didn't deserve it, we weren't righteous, you did what you did so that we could be with you. You died on the cross. You rose again. You sit at the right hand of the Father, Jesus. Jesus, you are so, so beautiful to us. And I just want to see a bigger, a bigger um, view today, Lord. I want to see... I want to be closer to you, Father. I want to hear from you, Father. We want to hear from you today, Father. Tell us right now, Father, how much you love me. Tell me what you think of me, Father. I want to see how you see me. Tell us who we are in you. And Father, just help us accept what you did for us on the cross. Help us accept what you did for us. And we agree that we want the fullness of what you died for on the cross. We receive the fullness of what you did for us on the cross. We receive the fullness of giftings, anointings, inheritance. All the things, we want to receive them all here Today, we come into agreement right now, Lord. Beautiful, beautiful Father. Such a good, loving, kind Father, gentle Father, forgiving Father, the Father that forgives all. You are so, so good. We are so sorry that we've ever doubted you. We are so sorry that we've ever seen you in any other light other than the most amazing, loving God. And we want to see a revelation, and even more of a revelation of how awesome you are. Truly awesome. In Jesus' name, amen.